Hey fam, hello, 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 hello. Family, I have another word. The Lord is speaking today. So in my aspect earlier, I told you I had to go do something, right? So I'm in the car driving and the Lord, he began to speak to me. And he was like, what does it look like outside? Like that's what the Lord said. And I said, it looked like it's about the storm. And he said, a storm is coming. Go tell my children. Hallelujah. And I'm here to tell you that the sovereign Lord has spoke. And he says a storm is coming. And whoever is on 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 Jesus' boat will be safe and secure. All who have built a foundation on me will be unmovable. Hallelujah. That's what the sovereign Lord is speaking. And the first thing he told me to go and do, he told me to go to First Kings chapter 18. And I believe we, we talked about this on the rain is coming. Um, but the Lord, he's bringing it back up. Hallelujah. So let's go to first Kings. Let's go to verse eight, chapter 18. Let's start at verse 41. Hallelujah. And we know. Let's just get to this word. Hallelujah. Let's just get to this word. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink. For I hear a mighty rainstorm is coming. Hallelujah. So Ahab went to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servants, go and look out toward the sea. The servant went and looked. Then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a a man's hand rising from the sea. The Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. Hallelujah. And I just want to stop right there for a second because family, listen, hallelujah. If you do not come back into your father's kingdom, this rain is going to stop you. Hallelujah. This R-E-I-G-N is going to stop you if you do not go into your father's house. Hallelujah. If you do not, if you do not go back home to your father, this rain will stop you in the mighty name of Jesus. Do you hear what he is saying? You have been hearing people telling you, warning you, rain is coming. Rain is coming. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back and you keep on looking and you keep on looking as you just don't see anything. But the Lord told me, he told, he told me to tell you, keep watch. Hallelujah. He has sent his servants to tell you to keep looking. Don't stop looking. Go get something to eat and drink. He is talking about his living water. He is talking about his bread of life. Hallelujah. Do you hear what the spirit is speaking? Go fill yourself up in him. Hallelujah. You know, he has the living water that you shall thirst no more. You know that you can cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the Lord your God's mouth. Hallelujah. So go eat and drink. Hallelujah. Go eat and drink the word of God today. Continue to eat and drink it because that's the only thing that will save you. When this rain comes, go prepare. Hallelujah. He's telling me to tell you, go prepare. Hallelujah. Go prepare for this rain. Hallelujah. This is not time to be worried about worldly things. It's time to prepare for this rain because if you don't hurry, hallelujah, the rain is going to stop you. Go 
grow back into the kingdom. Open your Bible. Get the word of God in you because this rain will stop you in the mighty name of Jesus. If you do not go home. Hallelujah. Do you see how he said, hurry to Ahab. Tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. I'm here to tell you the rain will stop you if you do not hurry. Hallelujah. Go be cleansed by the blood. Go be cleansed in his blood in the mighty name of Jesus. Go get cleansed. Go get transformed. Hallelujah. Because this rain is going to stop you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he says, as soon, as soon the sky was black with clouds, a heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. Hallelujah. Go run. Run into the kingdom. I'm telling you, go run into the kingdom for this rain stops you. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about R-A-I-N type of rain. I'm talking about the R-E-I-G-N type of rain. The rain when a sovereign rules. Hallelujah. And we know that Jesus is sovereign. He is the true and living God. He is the sovereign Lord. We know this and this rain will stop you if you do not go into the kingdom If you're not on this boat, hallelujah, the rain will stop you in the mighty name of Jesus. Do you understand? This rain will stop you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's go to Luke chapter um, 8. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is so mighty, y'all. I know I keep saying he's so mighty because that's what he's been in my life. He's been mighty these days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's read um, verse 22. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out. The Lord is saying, let me lead you through this storm. Hallelujah. Let me lead you through this storm. Yes, you're going to see this storm happen, but follow me. He's saying, but follow me. Hallelujah. And he says, as they sailed across, Jesus Jesus settled down for a nap, but soon a fierce storm came down on the lake the boat was filling with water and they were in real danger hallelujah everything outside of his boat will be in real danger hallelujah that's what he's saying everything outside of this boat will be in real danger hallelujah the disciples went and woke him up shouting master master we're going to drown when jesus woke up he rebuked the wind and the raging waves suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm Then he asked them, where is your faith? Where is your faith? The Lord is asking you today. Where is your faith? Hallelujah. Where is your faith? Is your faith in man or is your faith in the son of man? Where is faith today? Hallelujah. Where is your faith? Because when this storm comes, anything that's not in Jesus boat will be in real danger. Hallelujah. The spirit is speaking in the mighty name of Jesus. And he's here to tell you if you're not in his boat, it will be be real danger. Where is your faith? Hallelujah. The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other when he gives a command, even the wind and waves obey him. Hallelujah. When Jesus gives the command, even the winds and waves obey him. When Jesus gives that command, 
everything has to obey him. That's why you need to be on his boat. If you're outside of the boat, hallelujah. If you're caught in the winds and the waves, you're going to get drowned out. I'm here to tell you, you're going to get drowned out. If you are not in the boat, you're going to drown out. The wind and the waves is going to scoop you up. Hallelujah. It's going to scoop you up in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew 7. Let's go down to verse 24. He is so good, y'all. He is so good. And I know you're like, well, this word, how you saying? Because listen, he warning you. He's saying, get on my boat. Hallelujah. And it says, we at Luke. No, we have Matthew 7, verse 24. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrent, comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise, the wind beats against that house. It won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. Hallelujah. Your house will not collapse if you're built on him. I'm telling you, the house will not collapse. You see how it says that the rain will come in like torrents. The rain comes in like torrents. You're going to see his rain coming in like torrents. Hallelujah. And you will see the flood waters rising. You will see the flood waters. You will see when this rain comes, you will begin to see all of the calamity that is bringing. You are going to see the flood of the calamity that is going to bring. But if your house is built on the, the, the solid foundation, you will be good. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is it is like a foolish person who builds a house on sand. When the rain and floods come and the wind beats against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. I'm here to tell you when this rain comes, it will be you will be met with a mighty crash. Hallelujah. Your house is going to collapse. The house is going to collapse with a mighty crash. I'm here to tell you, hear what the spirit is speaking when his rain comes. Hallelujah. If you're not built on him, if your foundation is not in him, him, that house is going to collapse with a mighty crash. Hallelujah. You've been hearing me say God is so mighty. Hallelujah. He's so mighty. Let's look up the definition of mighty because we know it's power in that definition. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is so good, y'all. He is so good. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Mighty, possessing great and impressive power or strength, especially on account of size. Hallelujah. Another definition says extremely. Hallelujah. Everything is going to is going to be a, it's going to be a greatly and impressive power or strength is going to cause the crash. Hallelujah. Think about when something crashes. Hallelujah. Think about a crash. Any crash, a plane crash, a car crash, any type of crash. Think about the calamity that happens when a crash occurs. Hallelujah. Hear what the spirit is speaking today. Hallelujah. Listen. Build your house on him. Go to God. Go to him with prayer and fasting in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Because when this rain comes, I'm telling you, keep looking. Just like Elijah told his servants, keep looking. Hallelujah. It said it took seven times. And then they see the, uh, the hand that looked like a man in the clouds. Hallelujah. And Elijah told Ahab, hurry up and get home before the rain stops you. Hallelujah. Have your house on a firm foundation because this rain is going to stop you. Prepare with this word. That's how you get on a foundation. He says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it, follow his words. That's what he's telling you. Eat my words. My words are the bread of life. Drink my water and you shall thirst no more. Hallelujah. 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 Okay, Lord, do you want me to go to this? Okay. So the Lord, another thing he said, to all who, to all who sew together figs will be cursed. That try and, and you're trying to hide your nakedness. So let's go to because I'm gonna break this down so you can get more understanding in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The sovereign Lord is speaking. I'm telling you, He's speaking. He's getting ready to tell you what He means about if you sew together figs. Hallelujah. Let's go down to verse 7. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says. At that moment, their eyes were open and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When sin entered to the world, they covered themselves with the fig leaves. Hallelujah. Catch this. They covered themselves with fig leaves because they felt shame. When the light came, they felt shame. And Jesus keeps speaking. The spirit keeps speaking. He's saying when the light comes into the world. Don't be naked and exposed. Hallelujah. Those that are naked and exposed, they try to run from the light. And we see how Adam and Eve, they try to run from the light. They try to sew figs together. But we know in the word of God, when the, when, when they sew, when they sewed the, when, he, when he, they sewed the fig leaves together, listen, they, they were hiding. They were ashamed. They, they just had sinned. Hallelujah. And when Jesus, when he went with the disciples, and he went to go and he walked past the fig tree to go look at the fruit. He wanted some fruit. He cursed the fig tree. Do you hear me? When he comes to rain, he's checking your fruit. And if you're sitting there just with figs, just figs, you're trying to hide behind figs because you haven't produced no fruit. You shall be cursed. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Luke 8 real quick. In the mighty name of Jesus. We're going to go back to, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. We're going back to Mark 11. I'm sorry, y'all. Catch, because I need you to catch this. In the mighty name of Jesus, I need you to catch it. Let's go down to verse 13. Let's go down to verse 12. The next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Hallelujah. Then Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. So we're going to go down because Jesus cleared the temple. Verse 14. 
Hallelujah. Hold on, family, because I need you. I need. Okay, there we there go. Let's go back down to verse 20. The next morning as they passed by the fig tree, he had. Hold on, the Lord is speaking. He's telling me to read when he clears the temple. Hallelujah. When the when they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifices. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves, and he stopped everyone from use for using the temple as a marketplace. He said to them, "The scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves." Hallelujah! When Jesus comes, telling you if you're using his temple because you know your body is the temple if you are using his temple as a marketplace if you're sitting here and you're you're producing bad fruit if you're allowing the enemy to to use you to use you as a vessel hallelujah you will be because it will be considered a den of thieves he's going to clear that temple out that's what the spirit of the sovereign lord is speaking hallelujah when the leading preachers the leading priests and teachers of religious religious law heard what jesus had done they began planning how to kill him but they were afraid of him because the people were so amazed at his teaching. That evening, Jesus and the disciples left the city. The next morning, as they passed by the fig tree, he had cursed. The disciples noticed it had withered from the roots. I'm telling you, if Jesus cursed your tree, if your tree is not producing good fruit, if he curses your tree, you will wither up from the roots. Hallelujah. You have to have your roots in him. Hallelujah. We know Jesus is the true vine. He says that I am the vine and you are the branches. Those that are in him have to produce fruit. You have to produce his fruit. Hallelujah. If you're not producing his fruit, you're going to wither up when this rain comes. You're going to wither at the roots. Hallelujah. Listen, I was driving down the street. I had to go. I went to go help my mom. And when I was going to help her, a lot of trees were down because of that tornado. And the Lord began to speak to me. Those trees were withered at the roots. There was no more root in the ground. And it is, it, it, he's, he's so, he's so, um, the Lord is so prophetic. I want to say he, he speaks in parables. So when you ride down the street and the Lord points stuff out to you, don't be afraid to ask him a question because he was showing me that that is the same way that people shall fall down at the roots. People will begin to fall at the roots because they don't produce the proper fruits. They are allowing his temple to be a den of thieves and he's not having it. He's clearing the temple out. Hallelujah. Do you understand when he cleared the temple out? He kicked the people out of the, they was making it a marketplace. He kicked them out of the temple. Hallelujah. Do you want Jesus to kick you out? He's going to abandon the temple. Hallelujah. He's going to kick you out. You're not going to be allowed in. Hallelujah. It says, Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say, say to this mountain, May you be lifted and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you're praying, first forgive anyone who you are holding a grudge against so that the Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Forgive, forgive 
Ask the Lord, listen, ask him to examine your heart. Tell him to pull out the bad fruit. Say, Lord, help me, show me what my bad fruit is. Repent to him. Go to him. I'm telling you, with prayer and fasting, ask him, what is my fruit? Hallelujah. Because when when you, when this rain comes and when you come past my tree, I want to produce fruit. I don't want to run from you in shame and all you can see is my figs. I want you to see fruit on this tree. Hallelujah. I don't want to hide from you and hide behind the figs. I want to come out to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, that takes us back to John 3 real quick. John verse 3. Hallelujah. And it says Hold on y'all. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm trying to Give me one second, y'all, in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, then let's go to um, John chapter three. We're going to read the whole thing. There was a man in Nicodemus, a Jewish religious who was who, re- religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came back to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? Exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of the water and the spirit. Hallelujah. And I'm going to stop right there because yes, I understand when people read that scripture, they talk about baptism, being baptized in the name of Jesus. I understand that. Hallelujah. But I need to, I need you to hear what the spirit revealed to me. Hallelujah. He, you cannot see the kingdom of God if you're not in his, if you're not in his word, if you're not, if you're not feasting on his word, if you're not receiving him, he is the living water for you to thirst no more. Hallelujah. If you, if you want to deny his spirit, if you want to blaspheme his spirit, if you don't want to listen to his spirit, you cannot see, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You cannot, you cannot enter into it. You have to be born again. You have to allow the Lord to transform you. Hallelujah. Yes, if you haven't been baptized, get baptized. But I'm also trying to reveal to you what the Lord is speaking to me in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Allow him to water your roots. His word will water your roots. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. My my roots were so parched. I can testify that the word of God shall water your roots. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. Do you see how you need the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. You need the Holy Spirit. It gives birth to spiritual life. So yes, get baptized because you need him. You need his word. Hallelujah. I pray that that makes sense to you. I'm not saying that it's not important to be baptized. I'm not saying that. I'm just revealing what the spirit has spoke to me through that. Hallelujah. You need his living water. You cannot enter the kingdom of God without his living water. His word is what cleans you. Hallelujah. It's his words. 
Let me tell you something. When I got baptized in the mighty name of Jesus, when I got baptized, I still didn't understand God. I still, I didn't, I didn't understand it because I wasn't in his word. Let me get, let me, let me show you something. I understood what baptism was, but I didn't, I still didn't have the roots. My roots was still, um, they were parched because I wasn't reading the word of God. Hallelujah. Although I was baptized, I wasn't in the word of God. My roots were still dry. Get into the word of God. Hallelujah. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants. Just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Don't go looking for answers. You can't explain it. It just, it, it, having a relationship with God, it just happens. You have to know God is the God of impossible. It just happens. Trust him. Trust his word. Yes, you're going to read the word. And humanly, you're going to be like, how is this so? But then you have to, you need the spirit to lead you into all truth. It will break down to you the parable of that scripture. And you shall see it in a whole new light. In the mighty name of Jesus. Stop being so human about it. It's deeper. You need the spirit. You just need it. Don't go into the word with a made up mind. Like, I don't, I don't understand how this, this, this is going to help me with my life. You can't go into the word of God like that. Just know it's spirit. So, and you can't explain it. You just can't explain it. When you become born again, you're not going to be able to explain it. It's just going to happen. How are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, you are a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, we tell you what we what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? Hallelujah. So if his spirit is warning you, his spirit is, is convicting you of you saying you don't want to believe it. So how can he even reveal to you the heavenly things? How can he even break down the parables in the Bible if you won't even take the conviction of the spirit? If you don't listen to his spirit, how can he tell you about heavenly things? You won't even listen. No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the son of man has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. There goes the answer. Because I know I'm speaking to somebody right now. You just toss with to and fro. You being double minded. You 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 want to go to the scripture. You just want it to make sense. You want God your way. And I'm here to tell you, you cannot have God your way. He is God alone. He is God. You are not. You cannot tell God what to do. You can't just demand to know things. It's levels to it. 
But just know it start here. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. It's about believing in Jesus. To have your eternal life. It's about having faith that God has sent his one and only son. To everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. That's what you are. That's what it is. That's the foundation of is believing that. Hallelujah. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love darkness more than light for their actions were evil. And all who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for the fear of their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that what they are doing, that they are doing what God wants. Hallelujah. Don't hide behind the figs. Don't hide behind your shame. When the light comes, hallelujah. But allow the Lord to do a work in you now. Allow him to do a work in you now because the rain is coming. And if you don't have rain, if you don't get home. The rain is going to take you away. The rain is coming. Hallelujah. Go home. You see, when they when they hid behind the figs, did God not hand out their, the, the curses? Hallelujah. Listen, let's go back to Genesis. When they hid behind the figs, did God not give them curses? He said, I will, I will curse. He cursed the tree because it didn't bear fruit. Let's go to um, verse nine. Wait, hold on. Let's, 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 um, let's go to verse eight. When the cool evening breeze were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden. So I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Hallelujah. You see how they ran from the light family. I know I keep saying it, but I need you to get it. You see how they ran from the light because they were naked and exposed. They were naked and exposed. They went and made figs to put on themselves. But Jesus displayed what happened to the tree that did not produce fruit. Hallelujah. He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? Hallelujah. If you are, are you, you are producing bad fruit and God has told you that you have to produce good, good fruit. Then that's how you know that you're naked. But if you are obeying God, there's no need to sow figs on your tree will produce good fruit. When Jesus comes to see when he's coming to look for the fruits, hallelujah, when he's coming to look for the fruits. He will see that you have good fruit. There's no reason to go run and hide. The man replied, it was the woman you gave me, the woman you gave me, the woman who gave me the fruit and I ate it. 
It says, the woman you gave me, who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? And she says, the serpent deceived me. She replied, that's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent. So you see how we talked about this, and I don't know if you got to hear sacrifice. But if you didn't go hear sacrifice, go on another streaming platform if it's not working on Spotify for you. But you see how he asked these questions because of accountability. He, you, you need to have accountability. When the Lord begins to speak to you, when the spirit convicts you, it's because you need to confess it out your mouth. It's accountability. Don't sit there and pour it off to somebody else. You'll be accountable for what you have done. Hallelujah. And it says, because you have, because you've done this, you are cursed more than all the animals, domestic and wild, you will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offsprings and her offsprings. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth. And when you desire to control your, you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. Hallelujah. I need you to catch this by the power of God. They were not displaying the fruits. No, they had they had the they had the figs on them. They didn't have the fruit. When the Lord was walking through the garden and he seen them, they didn't have the fruit. Hallelujah. So do you see how they're receiving the curses in the mighty name of Jesus? Because they didn't have the fruit when he arrived. When he arrived, they didn't produce the fruit. They were just figs. And the men and the man he said. And to the man, he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. Hallelujah. You see how he he still held Adam accountable. Adam still had to be accountable because the Lord told him not to eat it. So even though he tried to push it off on Eve, the Lord still held Adam accountable. Hallelujah. And that's what you have to do. That's what I'm talking about. You got to have accountability for yourself. When the spirit convicts you, have accountability. Don't point at nobody else. Be, Be accountable for yourself. Be accountable. When you go into repentance, be accountable. When you begin to fast, be accountable. Don't say, but this person, that person, be accountable. Hallelujah. And he says, whose fruit, whose, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat. The ground is cursed because of you. See how even with the fruit that he, he commanded them not to eat. The Lord commands us not to eat bad fruit. He commands us not to sin. Hallelujah. But if you come, when the rain comes and if you are eating bad fruit, hallelujah, listen to what he says. The ground is cursed because of you. Your land will be cursed. Your life will be cursed. You will be cursed. You are going to wither from the roots. We just see that with the fig tree, it withered from the roots. If your roots wither, that's it. If a tree falls down and it withers at the root, it can't grow back. Hallelujah. All your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. Hallelujah. It will grow thorns and thistles for you. Though you will eat of its grains by the sweat of your brow, will you have food to eat until the ground and and until you return to the ground from which you were made, for you were made of dust and dust you will return. 
Do you see how he still handed out curses to Adam? He still handed out curses because of the bad fruit. They displayed bad fruit. They were sinning when he went when he was walking through the garden. They were in sin. They were ashamed. They were they tried to cover themselves because they were ashamed when the light came in. Hallelujah. Let's go to Revelations 2. The message to the church of, of Euphias. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Euphias. This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand. The one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not. You have discovered that they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the work do do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from uh, from its place among the churches. But this is in your favor. You hate the evil deeds of the Nicol- the Nicolaitans just as I do. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. Ooh, see, we back at the fruit. He will give you eternal life. Turn back to him. Go and do your works as you did before. Hallelujah. This is for a backslider. You're backsliding. And he says, come and do the works you once have did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Write the letter to the angel of the church in Samarna. This is the message from the one who is the first and last, who, has, who was dead but is now alive. I know about your suffering and your poverty. But but you are rich. I know the blasphemies of those opposing you. They say that they are Jews, but they are not because their synagogue belongs to Satan. Don't be afraid of what you are about. Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for 10 days. But if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you the crown of life. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Whoever is victorious will not be harmed by the second death. Hallelujah. Write this letter to the angel of the church of Pagarum. This is the message from the one with the sharp two-edged sword. I know that you live in the city where Satan has his throne. Yet you have remained loyal to me. You refuse to deny me even when... Even when Antipas, my faithful witness, was martyred among you there in Satan's city. But I have a few complaints against you. You tolerate some among you whose teaching is like that of Balaam, who showed Balak how to trip up the people of Israel. He taught them to sin by eating food offered to idols and by committing sexual sin. In a similar way, you have some Nicolaitans among you who follow the same teaching. Repent of your sins or I will come to you suddenly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. 
Anyone who hears to hear must listen into the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give them some of the manna that has been hidden away in heaven. And I will give to each one of each one a white stone and on a stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. Hallelujah. And that goes back to is somebody in a church. Hallelujah. I can't remember if it was yesterday's episode, but it's somebody in a church and the Lord has been telling you. To get out of there. Hallelujah. To get out of there. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You know this is for you because you have been warned. He says you have been warned. Repent to him and turn away. Hallelujah. Do you hear what he said? He said that in a similar way you have some Nicolaitans among you who follow the same teaching. Repent of your sins or I will come to you suddenly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Hallelujah. He is going to come to you suddenly. You will fall in judgment with them. He's been warning you to get out of there. To get out of that church. To get out of wherever, wherever it is. I feel like it's a church. He has been telling you to get out of a church. Hallelujah. Or judgment will fall on you. He's warned you. Repent. Hallelujah. Write this letter to the angel of the church in, in Thyatira. This is the message from the son of God, whose eyes are like the flames of fire, whose feet are like polished bronze. I know all the things you do. I have seen your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance. And I can see your constant improvement in all these things. But I have this complaint against you. You are permitting that woman, that Jezebel who calls herself a prophet, to lead my service astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and eat food offered to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her immorality. Therefore, I will throw her on a bed of suffering. Those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from their evil deeds. I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person and I will give to each of you whatever you deserve but I also have a message for the rest of you in Thyatira who have not followed this false teaching deeper truths as they call them depths of Satan's at the depths of Satan actually I will ask nothing more of you Except that you hold tightly to what you have until I come. To all who are victorious, who obey me to the very end. To them I will give authority over all the nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. They will have the same authority I received from my father. And I will also give them the morning star. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to read you something because the Lord, he had led me to this bottom part of my Bible. And it says, Christ says that those who are victorious, those who remain faithful until the end and continue to please God will rule over Christ's enemies and reign with him as he judges evil. Hallelujah. And 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 that's what that brings me to what the Lord has said. He says, my children that do not bow down to this world, I will give them my authority to rule with an iron rod. I will I will share my glory with you. He said, I will share my glory with you. That's what the sovereign Lord says. I will share my glory with you. All who have not bowed, I shall share my glory with you in reigning over the nations, over ruling over his enemies. He will share the glory with you. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. That's why you have to stay and repent. Don't bow down to these agendas. Stay firm in the faith. Fight the good fight. Because all who do not bow, hallelujah. The Lord says, you shall reign with me as he has reigned with his father. Hallelujah. He will allow now allow you to reign with him. Hallelujah. But let's go back up to the deeper truths because I want to tell you something about the deeper truths. This is for the person that's in the church and you know that the Lord has told you to leave that church. The deeper truths are Satan are of Satan were either false teaching advocate by heretics or secret inside by so-called believers guaranteed to promise deeper spiritual life. What was what? What was the appeal of such teaching? It may have been appealing to hear that what happened that what happens in the body is inconsensual, inconsensuality, Therefore, it is not sinful to fulfill sexual desires outside of ma- marriage. Another appeal to the deeper things may have been that the sense of pride that such knowledge stimulated in those seeking it. We shall hold tightly to the bait. The basics of our Christian faith and view with extreme caution any new teachings that turns us away from the Bible, the fellowship of our church, or the basic confession of faith. Hallelujah. Anything that is being preached that is not what, the, what you know, the Jesus you know, turn away. If it's not in this Bible, turn away. You are to be testing the spirit by the spirit. If if there if it's any new teaching and it doesn't line up with the word of God, turn away. In the mighty this is not time to play because when the rain comes, when this mighty storm comes, Anything that's not on the foundation of Jesus will have a mighty crash. Do you understand me? This world is crashing. This economy is going to crash because it is not built on Jesus. We know that the world is not built on Jesus. So if you are out there doing worldly things, you are out there doing worldly teaching, I'm here to tell you, hallelujah, it's going to have a mighty crash. Build your foundation on Christ. Hallelujah. And there's some scriptures that was in that bottom part of my Bible that the Lord had led me to that he want me to read. So let's start at Isaiah 30. Okay, it says, what sorrow awaits my rebellious children, says the Lord. You make plans that are plans that are contrary to mine. You make alliances not directed by my spirit, thus piling up your sins. For without consulting me, you have done, you have gone down to Egypt for help. You have put your trust in Pharaoh's protection. You have tried to hide his in his shade, but by trusting Pharaoh, you will be humiliated, and by depending on him, you will be disgraced. For though his power extends to Zone, his officials have arrived in hands, all who trust in him will be ashamed. Hallelujah. You see how when you're in sin, when you are in the enemy's camp, you will be ashamed when the light comes. He will not help you. Instead, he will disgrace you. This message came to me concerning the animals in the Negev. The car, the caravan moved slowly across the terrible desert to Egypt. Donkeys weighed down with riches and camels loaded with treasure, all to pay for Egypt's protection. They had traveled through the wilderness, a place of lioness, 
lionesses and lions, a place where vipers and poisonous snakes live. All this in Egypt will give you nothing in return. Egypt promises are worthless. Therefore, I call her Rahab, the the harmless dragon. Hallelujah. Do not let the enemy trick you. You know how Jesus was up on that mountain and he offered Jesus the world if he bowed to him? Don't bow to him. Hallelujah. We have to go there in a second. Hallelujah. We're going to go there in a second. Don't bow to Pharaoh with his promises. He will disgrace you. Come back home. Come back home before this rain comes. Get home. Now go and write down these words. Write them in a book. They will stand until the end of time as a witness that these people are stubborn rebels who refuse to pay attention to the Lord's instructions. They tell the seers, stop seeing visions. They tell the prophets, don't tell us what is right. Tell us nice things. Tell us lies. Forget all this gloom. Get off your narrow path. Stop telling us about your Holy One of Israel. This is the reply of the Holy One of Israel. Because you despise what I tell you and trust instead in oppression and lies. Calamity will come upon you suddenly. Like a bulging wall that bursts and folds. In an instant, it will collapse and come crashing down. You see how the Lord, he was just talking about crashing down with the foundation. He is speaking here the spirit today. He says, listen, because you despise what I tell you and trust instead in oppressions and lies. Instead of you don't want to listen to the leading of his spirit, to the convictions that he's giving you. Hallelujah. Calamity will come upon you suddenly like a bulging wall that bursts and falls. In an instant, it will collapse and come down crashing. I know y'all hear the spirit speaking today. You will be smashed like a piece of pottery. Shattered so completely that there won't be a big piece enough to carry coals from a fireplace or a little water from the well. Hallelujah. You see how he says. You will be will be smashed like a piece of pottery. Do you see in verse 21, he says to them, I will give authority over all the nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. That's in Revelations 3, the Revelations um, 2, I'm sorry, Revelations 2 chapter, Revelations 2 verse 27. When this rain comes, hallelujah. When this rain comes. If you are not on the side of God, he is going to rule with an iron rod and you are going to be smashed. He is going to allow his children that not have bowed down. They are going to rule and they they are going to smash the, the his enemies with iron rods. Don't be caught in that. Hallelujah. You will be like smashed pieces of pottery shattered so completely that there won't be a piece big enough to carry coals from a fireplace or a little water from the well. This is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved in quietness and confidence is your strength. 
But you but you will have none of it. You said, no, we will get our help from Egypt. They will give us swift horses for riding into battle. Hallelujah. What is the point of gaining the whole world if you lose your soul? You are looking to the world for answers. That's only in Jesus. It's only in Jesus. Hallelujah. But the only swiftness you are going to see is the swiftness of your enemies chasing you. One of them will chase a thousand of you. Five of them will make all of you flee. You will be left like a lonely flagpole on a hill or a tattered banner on a distant mountaintop. Lord, do you want me to read this part? Hallelujah. So the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. Oh, people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. He will be gracious if you ask for help. He will surely respond to the sound of your cries. Though the Lord gave you adversity for food and suffering for drink, he will still be with you to teach you. You will see your teacher with your own eyes. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. Then you will destroy all your silver idols and precious gold images. You will throw them out like filthy rags, saying to them, good riddance. Hallelujah. That's what's going to happen if you repent. Get cleansed in the blood. You see, he said, come to him. Come to him. Go to Jesus. Go to him. Throw down those idols. I, listen, a while back, the Lord has spoke. And he said, people are going to be throwing their idols down. They're going to be throwing their false gods down. They're going to be running into their kingdom. Because such calamity. Hallelujah. They're going to see that those gods are worthless. Those idols are worthless. Those images are worthless. They are going to see that. Then the Lord will bless you with the rain at planting time. There will be wonderful harvest and plenty of pastures for your livestock. The oxen and the donkeys that till the ground will eat good grain. It grain is chest blown away by wind. In a day when your enemies are slaughtered and the towers fall, there will be streams of water flowing down every mountain hill. The moon will be as bright as the sun and the sun will be seven times brighter like the light of seven days in one. So it will be when the Lord begins to heal his people and cure the wounds he gave them. Hallelujah. Look, the Lord is coming from far away, burning with anger, surrounded by thick rising smoke. His lips are filled with fury. His words consume like fire. His hot breath pours out like a flood up to the neck of his enemies. He will sift out the proud nations for destruction. He will brindle them and, and lead them away to ruin. But the people of God will sing song of joy like the songs at a holy festival. You will be filled with joy as when a flutist leads a group of pilgrims to Jerusalem, the mountain of the Lord, to the rock of Israel. And the Lord will make his majestic voice heard. He will display his, the strength of his mighty arm. It will descend with devouring flames like cloudbursts, thunderstorms, and huge hailstones. At the Lord's command, Assyrians will be shattered. 
He will strike them down with his royal scepter. Hallelujah. The royal scepter. Listen, he was just talking about the, the gold scepter in the Esther series. God is speaking. As And as the Lord strikes them with his rod of punishment, his people will celebrate with tambourines and harps. Lifting his mighty arm, he will fight the Assyrians. Topeth, the place of burning, has long been ready for the Assyrian king. The pyre... Is piled high with wood. The breath of the Lord is like fire from a volcano. Like a fire from a volcano will set it ablaze. Hallelujah, family. The Lord is speaking. Go to your father. It's going to be a good and terrible day. Hallelujah. It's going to be a good and terrible day. Let's go to Psalms 2 real quick. Why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God. But the one who rules in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then in anger, he rebukes them, terrifying them with his fierce fury. For the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem on my holy mountain the king proclaims the lord's decrees the lord said to me you are my son today i have become your father only x and i will give you the nations as your inheritance do you hear what he said he said only x and he will give you the nations as your inheritance the whole earth as your possession x hallelujah we know the ones that get the ones that do not bow the scripture has said in revelations chapter 2 that you shall reign with the lord he will allow you to reign with him with an iron rod to smash all the clay pots he said that hallelujah you will break them with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. He just said it, y'all. He just said it. Now then, you kings, act wisely. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the, serve the Lord with reverent fear and rejoice with trembling. Submit to God's royal son or he will become angry and you will be destroyed in the midst of all your activities. For his anger flares up in an instant. But what joy for all who take refuge in him. Hallelujah. Family, it's going to be a good and terrible day. In the mighty name of Jesus. Repent. Y'all are repent. Repent. Lord, which one you want me to go to now? In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. Chapter 6. Verse 2. Don't you realize that someday we believers will judge the world? And since you are going to judge the world, can't you decide even these little things among yourself? Hallelujah. I just want to pull that out. Don't you understand that? But you gotta you gotta solve these little things among us. Hallelujah. Go to the Lord. Ask him what you need to know. Ask him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, which one you want me to go to next? Let's go to Jeremiah 19. 
This is what the Lord said to me. Go and buy a clay jar. Then ask some of the leaders of the people and the priests to follow you. Go out through the gate of the broken pots to the garbage dump in the valley of Ben-Himmon and give them this message. Say to them, listen to this message from the Lord, you kings of Judah and citizens of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord of heaven's army, the the heaven's army, the God of Israel says, I will bring a terrible disaster on this place and the ears of those who hear about it will ring. For Israel has forsaken me and turned this valley into a place of wickedness. The people burnt incense to foreign gods, idols never before, before acknowledged by this generation, by their ancestors or by the kings of Judah. And they have filled this place with the blood of the innocent children. They have built pagan shrines to Baal and there they burn their sons as sacrifices to Baal. I have never co- commanded such a horrible deed. It never even crossed my mind to do such a, to command such a thing. So beware for the time is coming, says the Lord, when this garbage dump will no longer be called Topaz or the Valley of Benhimen, but the Valley of Slaughter. For I will upset I will upset the careful plans of Judah and Jerusalem. I will allow the people to be slaughtered by invading armies, and I will leave their dead bodies as food for the vultures and wild animals. I will reduce Jerusalem to ruins, making it a monument to their stupidity. All who pass by will be astonished and will gasp at destruction they, they, they see there. I will... See to it that their enemies lay siege to the city until all the food is gone. Then those trapped inside will eat their own son and daughters and friends. They will be driven to utter despair. As these men watch you, Jeremiah, smash the jar you have brought. You bought. Then say to them, this is the Lord. This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. At this jar lies shattered. So I will shatter the people of Judah. And Jerusalem beyond all hope of repair, they will they will bury the bodies here until path the garbage dump until there is no more room. Hallelujah! You see how he said, "Smash the jar you brought." Hallelujah! You were bought for a cost. Hallelujah! So when you're asking yourself, "Well, why would God destroy?" Because people were bought for a cost. But they want to deny, they want to deny the fact that their body is not their own, that, but that they were brought for a cause. That's why he said, smash the, the jar you have brought because your body is not your, you were brought for a cause. It says, it says, this is what, hold on, hold on. They will bury the bodies until path, the garbage dump, until there is no more room for them. This is what I will do to this place and its people, says the Lord. I will cause this city to become defiled like Topeth. Yes, all the houses in Jerusalem, including the palace of Judah's kings, will become like Topeth. All the houses where you burnt incense on the rooftop to your star gods and where liquid offerings were poured out to your idols. Then Jeremiah returned from Topeth, the garbage dump, where he had delivered this message, and he stood in the front of the temple of the Lord, he said to the people there, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, I will bring disaster upon this city and its surrounding towns as I promised, because you have stubbornly refused to listen to me. Hallelujah. Let's go to Revelations. Hold on. Hold on, family. 
let's go to Revelations 15. 19 verse 15 i'm sorry so revelation 19 verse 15 from his mouth came a sharp sword to strike down the nations he will rule them with an iron rod he will release the fierce wrath of god the almighty like juice flowing from a wine press on his robe at his thigh was written this title king of all kings and lord of all lords then i saw an angel standing in the sun shouting to the vultures flying high in the sky come gather for a great banquet god has prepared come and eat the flesh of the kings the generals the strong warriors of horses their riders and all of humanity both free and slave small and great in the mighty name of jesus family go into repentance hallelujah i hope i pray in the mighty name of jesus when you when then you receive this great banquet hallelujah that it would be like esther it would be a it would be a banquet a, a great feast i pray that you are not the one getting feasted on hallelujah Let's go to um, Jeremiah 8. In that day, says the Lord, the enemy will break open the graves of the kings and officials of Judah and the graves of the priests, prophets, and the common people of Jerusalem. They will spread out their bones on the ground before the sun, moon, and stars. The gods my people have loved, served, and worshipped. Their bones will not be gathered up again or buried, or buried, but will be scattered on the ground like manure. And the people of this evil nation who survive will wish to die rather than live where I send them. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, has spoken. Jeremiah said to the people, this is what the Lord says. When people fall down, don't they get up again? When they discover they're on the wrong road, don't they turn back? Then why do these people stay on their self-destructive path? Why do the people of Jerusalem refuse to turn back? They cling tightly to their lives and will not turn around. I listen to their conversations and I don't hear a word of truth. Is anyone sorry for doing wrong? Does anyone say what a terrible thing I have done? No, all are running down the path of sin as swiftly as a horse galloping into battle. Even the stork that flies across the sky knows the time of her, her of her migration, as do the turtle dove that swallow and the crane. They all return at the proper time each year, but not my people. They do not know the Lord's laws. How can you say we are wise because we have the word of the, the word of the Lord when your teachers have twisted it by writing lies? These wise teachers will fall into a trap of their own foolishness, for they have rejected the word of the Lord. Are you so wise after all? I will give their wives to others and their farms to strangers from the least to the greatest for their lives are ruled by greed yes even my prophets and priests are like that they are all frauds they offer superficial treatments for all my people's mortal wounds they give assurance of peace when there is no peace are they ashamed of these disgusting actions not at all they don't even know how to blush 
Therefore, they will lie among the slaughter. They will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. I will surely consume them. There will be no more harvest of figs and grapes. Their fruit trees will all die. Whatever I gave them will be soon be gone. Hallelujah. That talks again about withering at the roots. He's talking about withering at the root. You are going to be cursed if you do not turn from your wicked ways. If you do not do what the spirit is telling you to do. Do you hear that? He says no more harvest of figs and grapes. Their fruit trees will all die. Whatever I gave them will soon be gone. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the people will say, why should we wait here to die? Come, let's go to the fortified towns and die there. For the Lord our God has decreed our destruction and has given us a cup of poison to drink. Because we sinned against the Lord, we hoped for peace, but no peace came. We hoped for a time of healing, but found only terror. The snorting of the enemies, war horses can be saved all the way from the land of Dan in the north. The the name of their stallions makes the whole land tremble. They are coming to devour the land and everything in it, cities and people alike. I will send these these enemy troops among you like poison snakes. You cannot charm. They will bite you and you will die. I, the Lord, have spoken. Hallelujah. My grief is beyond healing. My heart is broken. Listen to the weeping of my people. It can be heard all across the land. Has the Lord abandoned Jerusalem? The people ask. Is her king no longer there? Oh, why have they provoked my anger with their carved idols and their worthless foreign gods, says the Lord. The harvest is finished and the summer is gone. The people cry, yet we are not saved. I hurt with the hurt of my people. I mourn and overcome with grief is there no medicine in 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 gleed is there no physician there why is there no healing for the wounds of my people family go to him that's the only way you can be healed go to him don't turn your back to him Hallelujah. Let's go to Luke 8. Let's go down to verse. Let's go to Luke. Hold on. Hold on, fam. I'm sorry, I went to the wrong book. For all that, so we have Luke 8, verse 17. For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open, and everything that is concealed will be brought to the light and made known for all. So pay attention to how you hear, to those who listen to my teaching. So pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. given. But for those who are not listening, even what little they understand will be taken away from them. The time is coming, family. The light is coming. All will be revealed. Go and ask the Lord to give you a new heart. 
I'm telling you, go ask him to give you a new heart. Because if you're not applying God's word, if your foundation is not in Jesus, if you will not listen to his teachings, what little you think you have, he's going to take it away. Go to him. I want to read you one more thing. He says, let's go to verse 15. As they were crossing the lake, Jesus warned them, watch out, beware of the geese of the Pharisees and of Herod. At this, they began to argue with each other because they didn't, they hadn't brought any bread, just knew what they were Jesus knew what they were saying. So he said, why are you arguing about having no bread? Don't you know or understand even yet? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? You have eyes. Can't you see? You have ears. Can't you hear? Don't you remember anything at all? When I fed the 5,000 with the five loaves of bread, how many baskets of leftovers did you pick up afterwards? 12, they said. And when I fed the 4,000, And seven loaves, how many large baskets of leftovers did you pick up? Seven, they said. Don't you understand yet? He asked them. Don't you understand yet? You you can't play with God. Stop playing about the deceptive teachings. You have seen the signs and the wonders of the Lord. You've seen how he has, he has done the miraculous things. You yourself are a miraculous work. You know that God's words are alive and living. You, he has shown you who he is. Stop going to the deceptive teachings. Stop listening to those deceptive teachings. You've seen him. You know who he is. Stop denying who he is. You've seen his miracles. Do you not see? Is your heart too hard? He he just said it. Are your hearts too hard to take it in? You have eyes, can't you see? You have ears, can't you hear? Do you remember anything at all? Ask yourself that. Do you remember anything at all? Hallelujah. Hold on real quick. Hold on, y'all. Because I'm I'm gonna listen to the Lord. Give me a moment. Okay, fam. I just needed a moment to hear the Lord's voice, but it says his back. So let's go to Mark chapter one. And let's go down to um Verse 9. Now, I'm going to tell you what the Lord has said. He says, I am baptizing my children in this hour in my spirit. And some will be led into the wilderness by the leading of his spirit. We're going to get to that. But they will come out equipped with what they need. They want. want they will come out equipped with what they need once they leave the wilderness. Some of my children will be tested. The Lord will give special strength to some of his children. To endure these testings of Satan. Hallelujah. So I want to read you this. One day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee. And John baptized him in the Jordan River. 
As Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. Hallelujah. The Lord is speaking. The spirit then compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness. Hallelujah. You see how Jesus was led into the wilderness by the spirit where he was tempted by Satan for 40 days. He was out among the wild animals and the angels took care of him. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. Hallelujah. And Lord, when I read that, although, yes, he is speaking and I read that as a now word. The time promised by God has come at last. He announced the kingdom of God is near. Repent of all your sins and believe the good news. Hallelujah. Yes, that is a now word. But as I was reading this, he took me back to Revelations chapter 2, right? And starting at verse 8, where it says, Write this letter to the angel of the church in Samarna. This is the message from the one who is the first and the last, who was dead but is now alive. I know about your suffering and your poverty, but you are rich. I know the blasphemy of those opposing you, they say. They are Jews, but they are not because their synagogue belongs to Satan. Don't be afraid of what what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you you will suffer for 10 days but if you remain faithful when facing death i will give you the crown of life anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches whoever is victorious will not be harmed by the second death hallelujah and it and and I wanted to to um read you a part in my Bible. It's the bottom part, and it says, "The city of oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We we are living because I want to break this down to you real quick. We are living among." people who are saying they are Jews but they're not true really Jews. They they don't really believe in Jesus. They don't believe that Jesus is God. They don't believe those things. And we will begin to see persecution of the church by the very ones who say or they think that they know that they that they are the church but they're not really Jews. Do you get what I'm saying? He talks about it in uh Revelations chapter 3 real quick. Let me go down real quick. Let's go to chapter 3, verse 9. And it says, look, I will force those who belong to Satan's synagogue, those liars that say they are Jews but are not, to come and bow down at your feet. They will acknowledge that you are the ones that I love. You see how he says the ones in Satan's synagogues who say that they are Jews but they are not. Hallelujah. I just needed to bring that part out so when I read this to you, you'll understand. The city of Samna was about 25 miles north of Euphias. It was nicknamed Port of Asia because it had an excellent arbor of Asian seas. The church in this city struggled against two hostile forces. The Jewish population strongly opposed to Christianity. 
and a non-Jewish population that was loyal to Rome and supported it emperor worship persecution and suffering were inevitable in an environment like this and we are living in an environment like this where persecution is going to be inevitable people don't want to hear about god they don't want to hear about the word and that is a part of the testing. People will face persecution. We know in Matthew 24, Jesus spoke about this. People are going to begin to face persecution because of the faith. And it's going to be in the very people who are saying that they are the church. But those people are liars. Do you hear me? Jesus said in... um. In Revelation 3, those that belong to Satan's synagogues who say they are Jews, but they are liars. He is going to start, you're going to start seeing that these people are liars because they begin to persecute the real children of God because you will not bow down. Hallelujah. Persecution comes from Satan, not from God. I'm reading the bottom of my Bible. The devil will cause believers to be thrown into prison and even killed. But believers need not fear, need not fear death. Believers need not fear to fear death because it is only a result in their receiving the crown of life. Satan may harm their earthly bodies, but but he can do he can do them no spiritual harm that their synagogue belongs to Satan means that these Jews were serving Satan's purpose, not God's. When they gathered to worship, 10 days means that although persecution will be intense, it will be relatively short. It will be it will have a definite beginning and an end and God will remain to complete remain in complete control. Hallelujah. You have to remember during this persecution, God is in control. Hallelujah. Jesus was led into the wilderness. You are going to be led into the wilderness. God is not going to ever leave you nor forsake you. Do you hear me? He is not going to leave you nor forsake you. Have no fear. Have no fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, is there anything else you want me to read out of this before we get to what else you said, Lord? Hallelujah. Let's go back to uh, 1 Kings chapter 18. And let's go down to verse 46. Hallelujah. Let's go down. Let's go to verse 45. I want to start there. And soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. You see how it says the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. When the storm starts, the Lord is giving special strength to his children. The the spirit, he said he's going to um baptize his children in the spirit. Hallelujah. He's going to baptize his children in the spirit. And special strength, special strength will come upon you during this storm. Hallelujah. Do you see how it says, then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. I am releasing that special strength by the power of God in the 
mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is releasing it in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because his children will need special strength. Hallelujah. By the power of God. Hallelujah. Receive your special strength in the mighty name of Jesus. He says he is baptizing his children in his spirit. And a special strength shall come upon you. Receive this strength by the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, you are so mighty. Father, is there anything else you need me to need me to say? Anything else you need me to speak? Hallelujah. I hear him saying pray. So we're going to get into prayer. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we are entering your courts humbly, Father, but boldly, Lord. We are coming into your courts with thanksgiving and praise because you are worthy of it all, Father. We thank you for what you are doing and what you are about to do. Hallelujah. Should I even say what you are about to do because it's already done? Hallelujah. So should I just say I thank you for what you have done, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus because you are so worthy of it all. Hallelujah, Lord. And I heard you say pray that your children get special strength in this hour hallelujah so i'm praying in the mighty name of jesus that your children get a mighty mighty strength in this hour a special kind of strength father the kind of strength you gave samson when he defeated the philistines hallelujah i'm praying that over your children father in the mighty name of jesus because i know you want me to release this strength today in the mighty name of jesus i want them you want them to know in the mighty name to see the spirit is speaking he says i want my children to know that i am there i i am in control hallelujah fear not trust in me hallelujah have no fear he's saying peace in the mind speak peace to the mind today i am speaking supernatural peace over your mind today in the mighty name of jesus receive your strength hallelujah he is going to he's pouring his spirit out upon you receive it in the mighty name of jesus hallelujah if somebody you want to talk in tongues and he says just begin to start speaking hallelujah because that is your weapon begin to start speaking hallelujah just open your mouth hallelujah begin to speak and tongues shall appear in the mighty name of jesus hallelujah oh glory be to god he is so mighty y'all he is not gonna leave us nor forsake us in the mighty name of jesus hallelujah trust in him hallelujah trust in him hallelujah trust in him in the mighty mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah. And that's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody got their tongues today. <laughs> in the mighty name of Jesus, I felt the spirit so strong. I know you're going to begin to speak in tongues because God is alive and he's living. Do you hear me? His word should not come back void. Do you hear me? Just open your mouth and let the tongues flow out. Hallelujah. Because it's the spirit speaking through you. Hallelujah. It's the spirit speaking through you. Hallelujah. Just surrender it. Surrender your tongue to the Lord and receive your new language. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is so mighty. He is so mighty. Hallelujah. Hold on. Just receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to read something else to you. 
just receive it. He is so mighty. Because a lot of times we think it's so much harder, hallelujah, than it is. But it's just about surrendering ourselves. It's just about surrendering ourselves to the mighty power of God. It's just about surrendering ourselves. Hold on. Hallelujah. Listen, it's Mark 16, verse 15. And he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name and they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety and they drink anything poor. It won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Hallelujah. Just believe it. Just believe it. Receive it by faith. Hallelujah. Receive it by faith right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Receive this power of God. Just say, just begin to say, God, I receive you. Hallelujah. Just begin to say, God, I receive you in the mighty name of Jesus. Put your hands up and praise him. Hallelujah. Get on your knees and praise him. Say, God, I receive you. In the mighty name of Jesus, baptize me in your spirit, Lord. I receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what you got to begin to say. Just believe it. Hallelujah. He going to do it. He going to do it. Hallelujah. Just believe him. Just believe him. Hallelujah. I keep hearing him say it. Begin to open your mouth. Receive your new language. I just keep on hearing somebody struggling with doubt. I sever that doubt at the root. In the mighty name of Jesus. I command you to flee from them. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And receive it. Just receive your new language. Just begin to speak. It's going to flow out. Just begin to speak. It's about believing. Hallelujah. Believing. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. I know he releasing it. Because my God. God is a God of a suddenly. Hallelujah. He's a God of a breakthrough. I'm telling you he is. He is a mighty God. I feel the spirit of God today. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. I'm about to start stomping around in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just bask in his spirit. Father, I'm praying that they could feel what I feel right now, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because you're so mighty. Hallelujah, family. I love y'all. Let's say together, most importantly, Jesus loves y'all. Hallelujah. But I got to go because I need to worship because I feel the presence of God so strong around me. So bye.